When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog It's time for the Wolf and Owl bonus episode <laughs> Happy Friday morning or whatever day you're listening to this I've I'm really relations. tired, so I'm doing this high energy to try and compensate I'm, uh, I'm still hungover from, from the football I'm on well, I, I was I was wondering how natural the segue was going to be into your uh, into your monumental night, but you've gone straight in. So <laughs> I still feel it, brother. I still feel it. I, I actually listened to the bit of the podcast where we talk about um, England's chances against Germany. Yeah, uh, and I'm pretty negative. Yeah, I would say I would describe myself as cautiously negative, but you were. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. What was it like to be at, at the at the game? It was insane. It was incredible. Like just, you know, I've watched a lot of England over the years. I've been away, as I've said on here before. I've been away with them. I spent a lot of money. I like, man, it was amazing. It was it was genuinely the whole atmosphere was pumping. Uh, I mean, you know, England fans were on great form. They were, you know, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And you know what? I actually chatted to Harry Kane's dad after. I bumped into Harry Kane's dad, and I just that held must have been him. a nice tr- treat for him. What, what did you say him. to him? I just held him in my arms. Like he, he was. What just, are you talking about? I generally started chatting to him, uh, and everyone was celebrating, obviously. And uh, I started chatting to this guy, and he said about his his. Oh, sweet, sweet Catherine's in the yeah, building. Catherine is here, getting some shoes for the walk. Um, so I started chatting to him, and yeah. he. Uh, Hi, Catherine. Waving. 
You're going to be on the podcast again. We'll have this whole. No, we're not. We're doing the podcast now. (laughs) That's what the podcast is. It's us chatting, isn't it? Yeah. Just we are. We're doing. This is the podcast now. You keep no, we're not cutting you out. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 but Hi, Catherine. Yeah. Are you taking the dog with you? Or just. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet cat. She, keep, she wants to be. She wants to be in the podcast, but she doesn't she's want slowly, us to know. She's that she slowly getting into sort of like. Yeah, it's been three weeks now where she's uh, she's coming. <laughs> well, yeah. oh, 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 oh! You recording? And you got your headphones on, like but you did like the podcast. Cool. Hello, hello. Just sort of like. <laughs> so. I start chatting to this guy. So you're chatting to Harry Kane. So well, no, I didn't know guy. his dad at first. I was just chatting to this guy, and he just said, um, "You know, he's just ha- so happy for his son." And I was like, "Who's your son?" He said, "Harry Kane." We both started. Did, you, did you did you immediately get an erection? Or? Uh, <laughs> I was I, I was I had lazily had an erection since Harry Kane's gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been walking around with one for for about two hours. Yeah, which is a record. You've been asked to leave corporate hospitality a couple of times, haven't you? <laughs> Sorry, sir. Just um, look, look, really glad you're enjoying the game. It's just a couple of uh, people have come up and said that you appear to have a lob on. Uh, it's not really sort of appropriate for... Yeah, yeah th- to be fair, I haven't had a direction like this since 1998 when my clothing scored. So, so sorry, sorry, I've interrupted what what sounds like quite an emotional story. So, uh, so I just, he, he uh, said, "I'm Harry Kane's my son." Yeah, and then he he was quite emotional. I was quite emotional. I I just stared at him and I just because Harry's been under a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just looked at him and just said, "The fuck, well, God, thank you so much for giving us Harry. Thank you so much." This is actually the saddest thing that one of my. Did you say to look? I just want to say, do you mind if I just get on my knees and say thank you to your dick and balls for? ejaculating Harry into your missus. I, I look at the fact that Harry Kane, I, I love the man. I, I, I mean, I love them all. So I just, I stood there, I just put my hands on his shoulders and I was just smiling at him, just looking at, like, into his eyes. And then um, one of my friends came over and said, oh, we need to go in a minute. And I was like, oh, really? It's like... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I went to join my friends and we stayed there for two and a half hours after that. So we didn't have to go. I think he knew that, yeah. I needed to be walked away, but I was just. He knew that. He knew there's going to be a new story. Tom Davis tries to fuck Harry Kane's dad. <laughs> but man, what a group of what a group, man, what a gang of, of of legends, really. Yeah. Speaking of Harry Kane, yeah, like he's had a terrible. I mean, I know this is not a football podcast, but he's had a he's had loads of stick because he just looked like he was completely out of sorts. Yeah. Right. And he had that chance in the first half. Yeah. Which. That the commentators were going, you know, Harry Kane, Harry Kane on top of his game would have put that away, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think Gary Lineker said he fluffed his lines or whatever. Yeah. And then in the and then so for that goal that he scored, the instincts to drop and header that in, I mean, it was incredible. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. what a what a finish. Yeah. It's amazing. Man, I, I do you know what I think? Some things are just meant to be. I think when it comes to football, sometimes the script isn't how you envisage it's going to be sometimes mm. you know it reads in a whole different way Ramesh and uh, yeah yeah. you just don't think about how the analogy is going to go before you start do you, no, you just sort no, of no, you, no. Just, you just did it I've never done by the that. way so, somebody somebody sent me a clip of you on talk sport yesterday oh yeah so do you want to I, uh, I was very hungover you through that. I was very hungover and they got in, in touch to, to, to be fair I actually think I'm hung up I think I was still drunk most of yesterday like when I did right. talk sport at like nine in the morning, 
with uh mm-hmm. with friend of the show Laura Woods and Ali McCoy. I was I was Ali McCoy is amazing by the way. You know that what a guy. I mean look Woodsy Woodsy's great, but Woods- we haven't talked but Woodsy's great. Yeah. Ali McCoy is Ali McCoy's came in league of their own. He's just amazing. Man. I think Ali McCoy's genuine, I'd say that as a sports I think he'd have been an incredible stand up comedian if he hadn't been a like, I think he's naturally one of the funniest people, one of the most positive people I've ever met. Hilarious. Yeah, he's a great, he's an amazing storyteller, man. Oh, man. He's great. I just, yeah. So, yeah, I got asked to do that. I got, and then, yeah, that was, you know, I, and I was very much, so obviously you watch the television, right? Which, it's great being at the game, but one thing I I really love is watching, I love the interviews after. Gareth mm-hmm. Southgate's interview after. I, I cried when I watched it. I ain't going to lie to you, brother. Were you with Harry Kane's dad still, or did you? <laughs> Gone back to their house. Gone back, gone back to his. <laughs> gone back to the Kane house. Just, <laughs> just for the vain hope that. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Raheem Sterling's not getting the credit he deserves? Like, like, like you know? Did you see that thing where all the back pages had Harry Kane on and people go, "Why aren't? Why isn't Sterling getting the?" You know what? Recognition? If I'm honest with you, I think the fans love Sterling, and I think the yeah. pundits, and I think anyone who knows about football care. And, I, and if I'm honest with you, I think Raheem Sterling, Sterling's probably fine, but it. The, there's the fans in the in the stadium love like everyone buzzing for uh, for Raheem Sterling, Sterling buzzing yeah. for him for the goal for and if I'm honest, he was the best player. When you watch Raheem Sterling, I think it's a diff- when you watch him live, you see like in the stadium, you see how much hard work he puts in, you know, yeah, how much he's constantly trying trying different things to try and open a team up. Man, I, I yeah, you know, I think you saw the response when he scored. He'll, he'll, he'll yeah. well finish this this tournament top scorer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Tom, do you think what, what is your prediction now for England, mate? There's only one thing to say: it's coming home. Well, wow. it's coming home, my fr- my sweet friend. Do you genuinely believe we're going to win this tournament? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I I, I think that I don't know. I just think it's actually like a great bunch of lads. They they look like they're they're going out into every game believing that they can win it. They're fired up, you know. Of course, we've got great players on the bench who can come in if they, if needed. I thought Greenish when he came off the bench changed the game. I think Saka like Saka grew into the game. I think Saka against Ukraine is going to have an absolute field day. Uh, they're not mm. great defensively, yeah. You know, they can score goals, but we we've got big Harry Maguire, John Stones. I thought was immense against Germany. Carl Walker, yeah, man. Yeah, if I'm honest with you. I think you could. We could play another ten, fifteen, twenty games in this competition and still win it. Keep on bringing on. Yeah, totally. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um... <laughs> we also need to give an honourable mention to one of the stars of the night, uh, oh, Rob Beckett. What a legend! I, I spoke to him yesterday. Yeah. So we got very excited in our house when the camera, like it was a close up on Rob and uh, Lloyd Griffith. Yeah. And Rob looked, well, Rob looked, to me, Rob looked absolutely hammered. Right? Yeah. He told me as soon as he appeared, because how many people watching that? Like 15 million no, people or something million. like that? 20 million, yeah. right? He said, as soon as he appeared on screen, yeah. his phone like just started like exploding, right? And he said he got he actually got hot with the number of people messaging. Oh, he said, "I've just seen, I've just seen it," and then it just shut down completely. Wow! Right. Um, but listen, I don't know if they're still up there. I think he's put them up in like a compilation. I think they are. Yeah. You got to watch. You got to watch. Watch his stories of the night. It's so funny. I will tell you what, that was it's so funny. Those, I think, 
what Rob's done is is completely that encapsulate exactly what the mood was like of the whole yeah. with everyone there. It's inc- it's an incredible piece of I, I you know what I love Rob Beckett for that. I just think he's just so like and, I th- and you know what, I mean you talked about it before and about England fans and stuff, and I think the way Rob was he, he's just so confidently loving what this country, yeah, what what we're doing. Yeah. And I think there's there's a lot of yeah, I I love that about him. Uh, no, do you know what? It, it, it was so funny, like his his story of the night. When, uh, for, two things I, I thought about it. One, for him to be that drunk for that amount of time and not start to feel rough, like he was high energy all the way yeah. through. That was the first thing. The second thing, how the fuck he found a taxi or an Uber or whatever that had a megaphone for him yeah. was just absolutely insane. <laughs> do you think that someone else had left that megaphone in there? May must have done because it had like a football thing on it, didn't it? Yeah, it was like, you know, and then and then um and then when he's like doing a video about sitting in the street at one a.m. and he posted it at eleven because he said no, absolutely no idea what time it was. <laughs> I think it's that afternoon drinking thing. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I was so so glad to have not gone to that and gone to the Scotland game instead. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I was going to choose a game to go to... You were hilarious. When you phoned me yesterday, I was so hungover and you phoned me and you said, you said, how was the game? And I was like, oh man, it was amazing. (laughs) You said, was it as good as the Scotland game? And I sort of was like, oh God bless him. He really thought... (laughs) It was so funny because you didn't want to upset me and you were like, no, you know, that was a different experience or whatever. I was like, come on, dickhead. We we went and watched one of the most turgid nil-nil draws of all time. Oh, mate, there was a guy uh, who was in the box, uh, like in a box sort of next to us. And he um, he was obsessed with the fact that these four guys that he hadn't spoke to, cause, and they didn't speak in, like he'd heard, sort of said he'd overheard them. He was obsessed with the fact they were German. Right. And start sort of giving it to them a bit about being German without hearing any response and sort of was like, oh, bloody Germans, if they win, I'll tell you what. It's, you know, he was a bit of sort of like really sort of giving it and giving it. And, uh, you know, a bit, me being me, I'm just like, you know, this is a bit uncalled for, whatever, you know, you shouldn't make anyone feel alienated. So uh, just before the game started, I go up to these guys and say, hey, man, how you doing? You all right? Good luck, whatever happens with the game. And the bloke went, what, mate? And I went, good luck with whatever, whatever happens with the game. And this guy went, oh, thanks, mate. Uh, and I went, where are you from? And he was like, Chester. Right? This guy had been out there singing two World Wars and one World Cup to these four blokes from Chester thinking they were German just because they didn't have... So what did you do? Did you go over there to see if he was German so you could weigh him in if he was? Is that, is that No, what I went was? to sort of try and defuse the situation. Well, mm. I, you know me. I was like, look, whatever happens, I just want everyone no, to have a good time. I know what you're like. You don't, you don't, you won't stove someone's head in unless you know the result. That's only fair. <laughs> also, you know, I was I so confident what... it was coming home. It was... Yeah. I, I went to... Sometimes I get... I get I get embarrassed, not embarrassed, I get worried about how even the fans of your own team are going to behave. Like I, I was on a, I went to see Arsenal in the uh, UEFA Cup maybe oh, years and years ago, I was still at uni or something, and I was on getting a tube back afterwards and some guy, this there's this like French, no, he wasn't, he can't have been French because we were playing nonce, he was like, he must have been, I don't know where he's from, European, somewhere in Europe. And um, these Arsenal fans were all singing because we'd won. And then the guy goes, oh, guys, the referee was my co- is my cousin. And I was like, honestly, man, as thick as suicidal statements go, that is up there. Do you know what I mean? Immediately, these Arsenal fans are like, well, he's a fucking prick, mate. 
You could tell everyone's an absolute. Your cousin's a twat. It's like, oh my god, man. Oh my god. The worst thing about that is in that guy's head, he's like, oh, you know what would really make. Everyone like me is if I tell yeah, everyone yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, mate, a hundred percent. It's such Poor a... bastard. I know. Do you know what the so pathetic, right? Is I don't know. I can't remember how old I was. There were so many of them, and like, I, 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 actually, it's one of the things I regret. I didn't say anything, and then when they left, I went up to that bloke and I apologised to him for, for their behaviour. That's very. It's one of the wussiest. <laughs> so wussy. Just going, open, open fire, open fire. No, no, going. that is like look. That is one of the wussiest things I've ever heard. On the basis that you've waited for, like you've sort of, and I know you so well. I know that you are probably doing that sort of like, sort of weird little smile that you do, like when he's sort of like sitting there and everyone's barraging and you're sort of like trying to give him a bit of confidence by smiling over, but not sort of wanting to sort of infringe on. I mean, be honest with me. Did you give him any stick when you were sitting with the other guys? I joined in a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I didn't. You... I didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Who was Do a... you know what? I, I, did, I didn't realise how badly I felt about that until I've just told the story now. That was a really pathetic thing to did do. You take for a... I'd like, I'd... Did you take him for a drink or? No, no, I had to go home. But I, I'd like to think now, if that happened, I would have said something. So did you say it was a him or her? Him. Oh, cool. All right. Oh God! If this is, I wouldn't listen, mate. Let me tell you something now. If it was a story about a woman who'd said my cousin was a referee, (laughs) she got set upon by a load of Arsenal fans, and then they got off, and I'd said nothing. Do you think I'd fucking tell you that now? (laughs) What did you say though? Did you go and sit with him after? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I I went up to him and I said, "Look, man," um, because they weren't violent with him; they were just sort of a bit leery. Yeah, I mean, so so I went over and I just said, "Look." it's just a thing, uh, you know. Your your doesn't matter how your cousin did in the game, you would have got crap for that. Like every team always thinks they're hard done by. Did by you the say crap? Wow. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know what's more embarrassing that I might have said crap then, or that I said it to you now and I'm retelling the story. <laughs> I just. <laughs> hey man, how you doing? Listen. Uh, oh God! Yeah, referee, oh God! Um, <laughs> Yeah, they're always going to get crap, my friend. Always going to get the old crap. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something about uh, football and referees and stuff. Um, doesn't matter how good the performance is. They're always... It's, it's the old saying that I always say to my friends. Doesn't matter how good the referee is, they're always going to get crap. They're always going to get is... the old C-rap, my friend. <laughs> Do you think, I, I always feel so sorry for like, you know, like if you're referee in a World Cup final or even referee in the game the other night or whatever, or, or the FA Cup final, Champions League, right? And it's that's a massive moment in the world of referees, isn't it? That's, you know, as if that's your job, that's your, your chosen vocation. And then if you, you, so you, you know, for me and you, for anyone who's got a big moment at their job, they try and go, oh, actually, it'd be nice for my family, my wife and kids to be there. Do you think they invite them to those games? And if they make a bad decision, and yeah, you because know, it, it it doesn't matter what part of the stadium you could be sitting in the nicest tickets. Referees are going to be getting the ref, you know, coated off and whatever. Although, although I, w- I would say, I think I've seen less and less of that as the years have gone on of referees not, getting shit. Not, not West Ham, West Ham. Really? Yeah. Well, well, I remember at Arsenal. You used to hear it all the time. 
But now it's 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 not that. I would say it's less frequent than it was. Yeah, in the but past, I mean, so. if if you you are running the dice, aren't you? And then if your kids were just like, oh my god, like sort of a hundred thousand people <laughs> fucking I calling know, you a wanker. Can you imagine that? I'll, like, I, why is why is everyone like holding their glasses towards dad and saying he's a blind? <laughs> It's just weird, isn't it? It's like someone yeah. f- like throwing a piece of fruit at you in the street and then trying yeah. to explain that to someone. I, I, I dread the day that one day I'm out with the kids and somebody... Because rec- like, it's only happened on occasion. But a couple of times when people have said to me, oh, just so you know, you're not funny, mate, or whatever. It, the day that that happens in front of my kids, oh, my God. That's horrible. That's horrible to do anyway. But in front yeah. of... Yeah. Oh, mate, did I tell you the worst one? I was with uh, Sean Walsh. Yeah. We were walking through uh, maybe some train station, Manchester maybe train station, and um, this big stag dude came up and said, can we get a photo, Ramesh? And I took a photo with him. And went, oh, thanks for the photo, mate. Just wanted to let you know, you're shit. And then they all started going, you're shit, mate. <laughs> like, all started, like, sort of giving me loads of abuse. It's horrible. I don't think I've seen Sean Walsh laugh as hard. Really? At anything. Oh, because it, it, it was, it was, it was, I mean, I just got completely coated off. It was sort of, you know. You know, you sounded a bit like when you said that, because you were trying to make God. that you enjoyed it as well. You sounded like that referee's cousin. Yeah, do you know what? You needed a Romesh to walk up to you and go, mate, sorry to say, you know, yeah, that was, that was crap, man. They shouldn't have done that. Can I, can I be honest with you? I think I've had a bad start to this in terms of sort of, in terms of sort of my own dignity. <laughs> Like, like, because you are because actually, what you've done today is you've called me out quite effectively. Because you're absolutely right. That first thing, uh, it was embarrassing when I said that crap thing, and then this next one, where I'm sort of being punched in the face and trying to laugh along. Like, oh yeah, good one, guys. No, good one, guys. Mate, I've been there. I I remember, and I can tell. I'm walking through Victoria Station. I wasn't even. By the way, I wasn't even doing this for a living at the time. And you know at Victoria Station where if you, I think, yeah, it'd be with a train to get on, uh, you know, yeah. it's overlooked by the Weatherspoons, right? Yeah. And as I'm walking p- p- past, someone shouts out from the balcony there, Oi, wanker! Right? Yeah. And I look round and looked up at the people and they all start, I, I think they were just shouting at anyone, but I looked up quite distinctively and smiled up at them, right? These people. Yeah. And then this bloke was like, why are you looking up? And I just sort of shook my head. He was shouting down at me. And I sort of shook my head and waved. And he went, he's the wanker, like that. And they all uh, started just chanting wank, fucking wanker at me and all the different versions of wanker at me. Um, and my train, I had like fucking 10 minutes to wait to find out where my platform was. So I just stood there with a whole fucking balcony you know, of, of lads who were clearly on it. You know, it was like four, three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Just shouting, fucking! I can't even remember the sort of chant they were saying, but pointing clearly, pointing at me. Yeah. What yeah. did you do? Did you sort of laugh along and wave at them? Yeah, well, for a bit, and then I just sort of stood there, like just sort of pretending like it wasn't happening, with sort of people walking past, looking at the people chanting wanker, looking where mm. they're pointing, and clearly clocking it was me. And going, oh yeah, no, that, that seems fair. <laughs> but it's a horrible feeling. Yeah, it's a horrible feeling. Well, now that we've got my sort of self-esteem and dignity right down to rock bottom. <laughs> Let's hand out some advice. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Uh, you ready, Tom Boy? Yeah, let's do it, boy. Okay, this is from Eileen, uh, and it says, Dear Girlfriend Swan, Wolf, and Al, can I firstly thank you for producing such an uplifting podcast when we needed it most? But in my case, at least, it's a broadcast that has crossed the generations. I've so enjoyed post-pod analysis, mostly including laughter, with my 25-year-old son, Elliot become a bonding experience for us over lockdown while not being able to see each other in person for months on end. Sad face. There's a lot of emojis in this, by the way. I like emojis. Just, you know, I was just... do, you want me, do you want me to include them in yeah, the Yeah, yeah, I think if Elaine's taking the time to, to do that. Eileen, sorry. Okay, yeah. It has become a bonding experience for us over lockdown without, whilst not being able to see each other in person for months on end. Sad cry face. I would also like to take this opportunity to embarrass young Elliot Rose, smiley face, by bringing up the subject of lost or destroyed mobile phones. I've literally lost the count of the number of said devices which this young man has gone through, culminating last week in him dropping his latest means of communication into the River Seven boat emoji, whilst canoeing with his lovely girlfriend Rachel and his old college mates. Can I ask you how many times you've either lost or destroyed your mobile phone? I'm thinking of doing a survey. I hate to generalise, but it seems to be more of a young male trait than of the opposite sex, but I'm open to be convinced otherwise. Also, Rom, I think you were hugely restrained given that England football thug what for on the show after the horrible... Provocative behaviour he put you through. It makes my blood boil. I also hope you don't didn't mar your evening too much. It really wasn't worth it. Poo emoji. Many thanks again, uh, Eileen. Um, I've got to say, I love Eileen. I love the thought of a family, the, the, the way she talks. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love Elliot, Rachel. What, what a great group of people, man. Really. Just a credit to... Yes, really great. <laughs> and, and thank you so much for... Um, for talking about that that guy coming up with the game, what we've established actually, Arlene, you, you weren't to know, but what we've established is I'm actually terrible in situations like that. So <laughs> yeah. that's probably why I <laughs> behaved in the way that I did. 
Um, Tom. Yo. How many mobile phones do you go through, bro? You know, I I, I'm very, co- very, 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 very safe with a mobile phone. I keep it like, like I, I constantly, this is the first time we've not had a cover on, on it for a long time. I mean, at the moment, we, we st- I'm still... What, what, an in- what an incredible thing to sound braggy about. <laughs> I mean... The, the way that you talked about not breaking your mobile phone was like somebody talking about being proud about the donations they make to charity. <laughs> no, it's that uh, I, I made a conscious decision when I was quite late getting a phone, like, you know, in the mix. Everyone else sort of seemed to have them when I got one. I, and very, very late to get an iPhone. Like, I was mm, on the last week. Me too, actually. Yeah, I was on, the, like, I was on, I was on Blackberry. I, I didn't even have a Blackberry. I generally had like a shitty old, like, fucking like Nokia and whatever. And yeah, I was quite happy with that. It was only, yeah, yeah there were happier times yeah. in some ways. Um, but yeah, in answer to your question, you know what I'd, man, I keep it safe. I, yeah, I keep it hot. I, I wrap it in cotton wool literally sometimes. So yeah, literally, well, not literally, you know what literally means. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not literally, but like a nice case for it. At the moment, the case though is making the ghost uh, screen worse. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, mobile phones, young lads. Look, I would say that probably when I was young, Elliot's age, I'd have been going through mobile phones. Mobile phones, young lads, two of my favourite things. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, um, I've broken quite a few phones. Really, uh, and I try and be, care- I do try and be careful with them, but I have broken them. I really resent the fact that you have to put a case on a phone. It, re- it really pisses me off. Yeah, and I always have a case on my phone. But when you look at like an iPhone, I'm not being sponsored by Apple or anything. Like, not that they need any endorsement from us. An iPhone is a thing of beauty. Yeah. An iPhone on its own is such a beautiful piece of kit. And then you have to put this horrible fucking thing on it. They're never as nice when you put the case on. No. But you have to put a case on. Why are you making a thing that costs like two grand, right? And I have to put like an exoskeleton on it. For it to be usable. Yeah. It's, it's a piss take. It's Man, a fucking piss take. You know what it is, mate? It's a cottage industry. What does that mean? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I better explain. Um, so Apple have got together yeah. with... When you when you say I better explain, who are you talking to? Like? <laughs> you. Like, cause, right, right, okay. What you've got, basically, is that uh, Apple, right, and this, this happens in a lot of different, uh, like, markets and a lot of different, like, portfolios, right? So yeah. <laughs> Apple have basically turned around and said, how can we make... F-? like?" So imagine the person who runs uh, runs Apple is called Simon, right? Simon's got a cousin called Martin, right? He basically turns around and says, look, if we make these phones, but they, they're amazing, but they break really easily, Martin's got himself a little like hardware company that can make cases. So yeah. we won't make them. Basically, Martin, you can have the contract for making the cases. So Martin then starts making the cases, like you know, it's yin and yang. So you're saying you're saying that Apple, the, the the people that work in Apple have got a cousin at the phone case company. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically that's what. Because because as you as you've been talking, I've looked up cottage industry. Yeah. A definition of a cottage industry is a manufacturing activity operated at home, uh, a usually small scale industry carried on at home by family members using their own equipment. Well, yeah, so, I thought cottage industry was different from that. I know I, I, well, it's quite clear that what you thought cottage industry was. Yeah, right. I suppose what I'm talking about is what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? Okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's, fu- he's fucked up one. 
He's fucked up one side. Right. So let's have a go at another one. Go so, on. Yeah. It's like, like the goose is the person who's got apple and the gander is the one who's got the, the um, case. <laughs> the case place. And he's just basically like, oh, you know, I'll, you know I've got your back on this one. And the goose I, don't think, I don't think you've used that correctly either. To be honest with you. But you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I knew what you were saying before you started on this fucking journey. All, all you, let me tell you something. This is how you can express it. Well, you know, I think they're in, they're working in collusion with each other. It's like, you know, yeah, but, trying to get as much money out right. of it as they I can. I probably was over-explaining. Instead, over instead, instead what happened is you went, it's a cottage industry. And I went, what do you mean by that? And you went, oh, uh, 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 okay. Uh, looks, <laughs> like, looks, like, looks like I'll have to explain. <laughs> and then you said something completely fucking incorrect. <laughs> right, listen. What I'm saying to my sweet, sweet listeners out there, yo, is sometimes the game is rigged. Don't fucking throw the dice all the time. Okay, fine, fine. Um, I'll tell you what my problem is, is headphones. Oh, mate. I spend a lot of money on headphones and earphones, and I have different I have different headphones for different situations, and, different, and I lose, break, destroy, so many... I, I, I can't... I don't even want to think about how much money in total I've spent on headphones. I though. think... I mean, the AirPods themselves are uh, one oh, of the worst God. things ever invented. They're so easily losable. Oh, break. Uh, uh, it just does. It's and the, something so small and losable to be that expensive is heartbreaking. Man. And also, I can't deal they, with they should, I think they should be fitted with a little buzzer that when you lose them, you can press on your phone and a little alarm goes off. Well, you can get those. Yeah. Can you, what on the individual pods? Not no, not on the AirPods. But you know these like they've got these little tile things. Yeah, no, they're they? great for wallets, can... but. Yeah, you eat more chance of finding your wallet. Your wallet is about this big, yeah, right. Yeah. Can you, just, can you just put your hand up to the camera again, so everyone knows what you're on about? Right, go. right. The wallet is like literally, say, a hand, a fist big, right? An yeah. AirPod is a fingernail big. An AirPod is oh, an AirPod. I find fine. Yeah, right. So what chance? You, know, you tell me, professor, professor searcher, right? What is easier to find out of those two things? Well, I mean, what I would say to you is it's an incredibly convoluted way of saying that smaller things are easier to lose. I mean, you really fucking went round the houses to make that point. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Yeah? Yeah. I, I do know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do know what you mean. This is... Uh... An interesting one, actually, I'll end on this, is I've got, like, four pairs of AirPods where I've only got uh, the left ear. Oh, man. The right ear. Four pairs? Yeah. So I've gone through two, and I felt bad, but you've gone through four. Four pairs, yeah. A bit better. And actually, let me just say, my Samsung Galaxy ones, I've still got both. There you go. That's good news. Um, so there you go. Thank you so much for getting in touch, Eileen. Um, it's, uh, it's Elliot's 25th birthday. When? It doesn't say exactly when, but it's around so now. Elliot, so, happy birthday. Uh, play this back, mate, on your birthday. But happy birthday, mate. Welcome to the 25 Club, bro. You're going to do amazing things this year. Welcome to the 25 Club, said the 43-year-old man. 40. <laughs> no, but, you know, we've got, we're, me and you have got, all, we're in all of those clubs still. You haven't got to be the age. You've only got to come through the age. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what. Why don't you, why don't you head on down to an actual club that's full of 25-year-olds? <laughs> See how you're treated. 
I would love to do that. When clubs open, me and you should just do that one night. Oh, right. I'd love that. That would be fun. Uh, should we go to a club? Let's yeah, go to a club. Speaking of clubs, can I just say, Tom and I are sorting this out privately because it's not interesting to talk about on the podcast, but thank you to all the golf clubs that have got in touch with us about um, playing down there. We are we are going to hit a few of you up, so um, so thanks very much for Good that. Things. Next email. Hi, this is from Nick. From Russia. What? Is he spelled, sorry, is he spelled the Russian way? N-I-K? No, N-I-C. Oh. Um, this is a very short podcast, uh, short email. Hi, hi, probably the best animal pack I ever knew. Nick here with just, <laughs> Nick here. <laughs> I love that. Like we know him. Nick here with just a quick suggestion. How about for maybe one ep in a month or so, Wolf and Al switch roles. Wolf will read emails and Al will take us out and give speech at the end. Might be fun to listen to. Much love. Cheers from Russia. What do you think about that? Do you want to do that? Yeah, I'll do it in a month. Yeah, probably give it a month to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you something, Nick from Russia. That is Tom's way of saying that's never going to fucking happen. I don't mind doing the emails. Yeah. If I, I'll collaborate with the Swan. Yes. I don't want to do. I don't want to do the thought. But the, I don't want to do that. I can't do that. I haven't got that in my locker. That is uh, that is something that you're very good at, and I can. You are do. good at reading, though. Well, thank you so much for paying a compliment back with a light compliment. A light compliment. Oh God. You know, I do that. You've got a nice reading style. I'd say. Really? Is it, it was about two weeks ago that you told me that I needed to give it something or whatever. Yeah, no, but that's when you weren't... Now you're giving it, fuck it. Every, every email feels like you're giving it. Right. And you're so invested. I, I actually okay. think you should could do like um, those sort of books, like self-help books and stuff, and read those out. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Um, and by say, I mean piss-takingly, sarcastically fucking drop. Um <laughs> Do you know uh, who's really good at reading emails? Simon Mayo. I mean, I know he's been doing it for years yeah, and years but fucking and years. Hell, but he, yeah, but that's like saying that fucking, I don't know, that, um, fucking Bradley Wiggins is good at riding bikes. That's what his job is. Of course he is. His job is, not, his job, that is not his job. That's part of his job. Mate. It's like, it's like, that's like saying your job, your job is microphone switcher on or right, on. Right, mate. All right. No, I'm going to say now, man. If you were putting a spaceship together of people who are good at stuff and you wanted to go to space, right? And there were like different people and you go, all right, well, we'll take a good footballer. So we'll take David Beckham. Or we'll take a good... We'll take one We'll take one good footballer to go into space. <laughs> well, yeah. For what reason? And then you take LeBron James. And hopefully, hopefully we'll find like sort of 10 aliens that sort of know the game. And willing to form a team. <laughs> no, but you take like a basketball player, footballer, and then they could all teach each other stuff, right? On the spaceship. Okay. So what? The, the main aim of leaving this planet is to what? Spread recreational sports across the galaxy, mate. It's what, what the fuck, mate. I tell you what, that it is a groundbreaking thing watching people play sport. You could go anywhere and like, you know, the aliens will be like, you know, none of us will speak the same way. The aliens have got their language, we've got ours, they've got all our stuff, and then all of a sudden, David Beckham comes off, and you've got all these learned people who are like, oh my god, what do we do? How do we converse with these aliens? Like and everyone's it's a bit of a standoff and David Beckham comes out with a football, starts doing some kick ups, and all of a sudden the aliens are transfixed. And one of the aliens steps forward, who's like a sportsman and plays their version of football, and reaches out. And David Beckham's nervous at first and a bit standoffish, and then he just points at the ball and goes, "Gang, gang!" And then David Beckham just rolls him the ball, and then teaches him how to do kick ups, mm. and an alliance is made. It sounds like the alien said the, the same word four times there, but yeah, but he was. What, what was that? What was it? What was the translation? Of what that? is this? How do I? How do I do this thing of beauty? Yeah. Okay. 
No, but what? So what? My point here with though is right. If though you are then like on this spaceship and you're getting this group together, and someone goes, "Oh, you know what would be nice is if we have someone to read our emails, like so people have got to read them themselves." <laughs> Who should we take? For, I mm. guarantee LeBron James, uh, David Beckham, uh, Gordon Ramsay, who's there for cooking. Uh, I mean, what a, what what a tragic Noah's Ark you're putting together here, by the way. <laughs> to man and say for email reading out. Definitely get Simon I don't, I don't, Mayo. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know whether you're fucking populating a spaceship or casting an ITV2 show. <laughs> fucking mental. <laughs> yeah, but Simon Mayo would definitely... Well, even if I was there, me and you were there, I'd say, you know who we should get? And I wouldn't even mean this against you to upset you. I'd turn around and say, I think get Simon Mayo instead of Rom to read out the emails. So you'd have me jettison from the spaceship? <laughs> no, you'd still be there. Like, for start Doing what? Well, probably me and you would just be podcasting the whole thing. If I was... Let me tell you something, honestly. If I was chosen to be on a spaceship of survivors from this planet, I would say there are better people. I would, I would actually... Mate, there would be professors and scientists and stuff as well, but I don't know their names. As well. Professors and scientists just wandering around with LeBron James, Gordon Ramsay, David Beckham and you and me for some reason. Because <laughs> And Simon Mayo. Oh, no, there'd be Simon other people. Mayo. Nigella Lawson might even be there, I don't know. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, it's up. I'll go, oh, oh, Nigella, say, say microwave again. How you say it? It's proper funny. Everyone, listen to this. I think the aliens You know who this. I think would be amazing on that? She's Sue Perkins. But then I think Sue Perkins would probably be better at reading the emails than Simon Mayo. But that would be it. Why do you think Sue Perkins would be amazing on that? Nothing against Sue Perkins. I think I she'd be a laugh, Sue. She's good. She's actually very, knows a lot of stuff. She's very clever. Like I've chatted to her about loads of different stuff. <laughs> so. I'd love to be the fly on the wall for you, fucking. No, but she is very technical. I think Super yeah, would be really okay. good on that. She actually it's would. Just such, it's just your go-to. Your go-to things are so weird. I'm just trying to think. You're going. You know. You know who else would be good of the whole planet? Because she's quite a laugh. Is Sue Perkins? <laughs> right. Kim Kardashian would be good because she could document the whole thing. You know that Kim Kardashian's not filming all that. Well, she films it. What do you mean document? Sorry, you're talking about Kim Kardashian like she's fucking Louis Theroux. Well, no, she does everything, mate. If you, if I was going to say, oh, who's the best person to document it for everyone back home? So like we'd be all sitting around having like our dinner and whatever, and Simon Mayo's just finished reading out the emails, and then Kim Kardashian's like, oh, I'm going to do a, like, a little video of us all. <laughs> that would be how okay. that works. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, have, we, have we answered that question? I can't even remember what the question was, wasn't it? I what the hell was the question? Oh, yeah, it was about us uh, changing roles. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, about emails. Anyway, the, the point I was trying to make, so basically what happened was, just to recap, I said that Simon Mayer is good at reading emails, and then I lost 10 minutes of my life. So, next email. Wolf, Owl, and Swan. Salutations from the tapir. From the what? This is what this... The tapir. What is a tapir? Oh, it's a fish, I think. Is it? Yeah, have a look. Both. Do you know that? I think it is, Let's yeah. have a look. Tapir. Tapir is a herbivorous herbivorous mammal, similar to a shape of, to a pig, with a short prehensile nose trunk. Wow. Um, why did you say it was a fish? I was thinking of tapir, which is a white fish that's similar to cod in texture. No, I know what I know what a tapir is. So because it sounded sort of similar, you thought that must no, also be a fish. No, I thought they made a mistake with the way they'd spelled it. Oh, you okay. pronounced it differently. Oh, well, actually, do you know what? That's actually quite sweet of you. Yeah. 
Because you're not you've not called me out on my pronunciation. No. You've not called the the tapir out on getting the name yeah. wrong. So you're a sweet you're a sweet that, sweet that was soul. A sweet moment. Read on. Okay, you ready for the event? Read on, my darling. Um, COVID has been tough on us all. Before I start on my rant, I'd just like to say a big thank you for entertaining us while also reminding us of the importance of friendship. Here's the rant. I'm 29, living in beautiful Sheffield. I moved into a new place last year as the restrictions were relaxing. I'd been living with mum and dad for a while, but since I work in hospitality, I wanted to ensure their safety by moving somewhere new, ensuring I couldn't spread the bug to my loved ones. This living situation isn't that great, though. I wouldn't describe my current housemates as necessarily bad people, but the truth is they live like absolute swines. Incredibly messy, frustratingly bad at tidying up after themselves, and prone to monging out rather than keeping the house to a livable standard. Of course, I'm the one that resorts to cleaning the bathroom floor, kitchen services, etc. They'll often be found sat on the sofa, headphones on, watching fucking TikTok or something. Also, these guys are in a relationship, so I find it hard to say anything without one of them coming to the other's rescue, so to speak. One dark day in December... They shattered my treasured camembert dish. I wasn't that bothered at the time, but I haven't been, I've been, since been absolutely gutted that I lost something that I got a lot of joy out of. I do like a good baked camembert. I've looked online and managed to find something similar, but nothing that comes close to the original. The first cut is really the deepest. I suppose my question to you both is, what sort of living situations have you been in before? Fucking hell, that's a really open question off this very specific story. Have they been good or bad? And do you find my housemates inconsiderate or am I blowing this out of proportion? I've lived with a lot of different people in my life and to be honest, these guys are taking the piss. I'm thinking about making them pay for my new dish, but then again, maybe not. Can't wait to get out of this cesspit. Love and respect, the tapir. P.S. What are your thoughts on a baked camembert? They tend to go well with a pint, hint, hint, wolf. And owl, I guess. Well, number one, you'd never have a camembert, would you? Because you're a vegan. No, I wouldn't. Sorry. I absolutely wouldn't. Uh, let me say, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that first. Uh, I love a baked camembert. A uh, little little kind of sprigs of rosemary, a little bit of garlic, and some olive oil in the mix, uh, and then just get yourself uh, the cru- you know softest inside, crispiest outside bread you possibly can get, and just get stuck in. Um, and that is yeah, yeah, that's the thing of beauty, my friend. Uh, so, uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. On that, based on sort of seeing people eat camembert. Yeah. Um, what consistency is that cheese supposed to be? Because I've seen it sort of like gooey and melty and i've also seen it kind of runny like a yellow it snot. should be no it should be snotty it should be a nice goo it should still have some substance to it um right. yeah i'd say it's more of like a hay fever runny nose than uh than a like cold you know like a winter cold so it's that sort of thicker snot thicker viscous snot yeah. is what you're looking for yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah uh so what do you think about this uh tapir camembert dish well, number one, I think, situation. you know, uh, one of the hardest things I ever did was lived with a couple. Uh, mm. like, I actually got into the worst. Work, like, I was going to share a house with these two people. We put down the deposit. Uh, we all sort of moved in. And then within about a week and a half, they'd become a couple. Um, and yeah. I was sort of a third wheel. It was pretty difficult. Uh, so they went out and did their shopping together. I was, you know, ostracizing that group. I had to sort of like, you know, yeah, it was it was a pretty tough time in my life. They commandeered that sort of living room to watch their programs, you know, downstairs, whatever. Right? Yeah, All right, so I, I feel your pain, uh, my friend. I really feel your pain. Did you did you move in with a couple or did they become? They a became couple a couple, couple literally within a week and a half of. I think they were probably sort right. of like you know bumping uglies before we'd moved in. Mm. Um, right, but uh, they didn't tell me, and then just yeah, progressed to sort of yeah. And actually, I, I you know to their credit, I. I think they might still be together. I'm not sure. 
okay. you know, if and if it was actually what it was what it was bad when they were being lovey dovey with each other, but when they had an argument, then you get dragged into the whole thing of taking one of their sides, which is the worst possible thing because yeah, you know, this is a advice a bit of advice for anyone out there, right? If you are friends with a couple and they have an argument, don't slag off either of them. Oh, Tom. I was literally just about to say this. I had I had a, a friend, I was friends with a couple at uni. That they split up. The girl came round to to sort of open her heart to the the girl I was seeing at the time, and I said, "Oh, I didn't." You know, I sort of weighed in, yeah, and sort of said what I thought about him. Then they got back together, and then he demanded a one to one chat with me to to have it out with me about the stuff I'd said to yeah. her while they'd split up. Yeah, I've been there. Awful, I've, you, absolutely. You know the dreadful. fucking sad thing. I've been there on countless occasions. Because I have a need to make people try. Like I, I want to make people feel better, and, and and I want you know. So I will try to say, oh, actually, you know what, da da da. You know, I actually think he was a fucking bit of a leech, or he's a bit of a loser, or he was like, yeah. yeah. I noticed you always used to pay for stuff in the restaurant, whatever. He was a bit of a fucking you know. And then they always, without a doubt, get you know get back together. And my head would just be like, you know, oh, fucking. Hell. And also, do you know how many situations I was in where it was like a friend of mine who was a girl who was sort of like would come and see sort of seek solace by asking me what I thought, you know, and yeah. it would usually then be, they'd get back together with the guy. And I knew that the guy had turned around and gone, why have you gone to that fucking loser? He's never even had a girlfriend. He's like a big sister. <laughs> so, and then, you know, we're coming to your camera. Look, the camera bear dish is obviously a sacred, very sweet thing for you. It meant a lot to you. I will say that if it broke in December, we you know we're now in July. It's it's a it's it's a real tough tough mo tough tough thing now to ask for money for that. You know I think the fact is that and what is a camembert dish? Is there a specific dish uh, for camembert? Well, you so? can man if you if you really I I I don't have a camembert dish. I've never I've never jumped into that stream. But um mm. yeah, it's if you're a dedicated cooker of the old camembert, yeah, you'll you'll probably have a I imagine quite a fancy dish, probably quite French in looking. Uh, Gaelic sort of vibe to it. Uh, probably some sort of like uh, Gillam, sort of gingham, sorry, like sort of print, I'd imagine. Uh, that would be what a cat- nice camembert dish would look like, in my mind anyway. Maybe the name of a French city on it. Okay, all right. As fun as it is to listen to you speculate about a dish you've never seen, um, what's your advice for the tapper? I'd say that you buy another one, but keep it somewhere really safe. Um, don't get them to pay for it, <laughs> but... <laughs> like keep it under your bed or like in a like special drawer or something so no one else can get their hands yeah. on it. Yeah, that's great advice. If you've if you've got if you've broken something, and that's good advice generally from Tom there. If you have broken something and you'd like something like that, okay, have, have a think about maybe replacing it. <laughs> uh, tap it. I hope that sorts your your problem out. Um, I I think. Uh, do you find my housemates inconsiderate or am I blowing this out of proportion? The answer to that question is very difficult for us to tell. We've only heard your kind of side of the story. Um, I think probably it's a bit of both. Do you know what I mean? I think that, you know, people, living with people is challenging. So, you know, try and have a bit of understanding and maybe encourage them to have a bit of understanding from your end. And good luck finding Also, a big shout out for, for having your parents' uh, well-being uh, in such a sort of sweet way. That I thought that was pretty incredible. Yeah, that so, is you know, yeah, uh, yeah, 
you know, let us know what house, what hotel you work in or what pub you work in and we can cruise down. You know, when me and Rom are on the road, we can cruise down and have a little, you know, it'd be great to break bread and, you know, slot that into a bit of camembert and Rom can have like some falafel or something and we can all chat, chat, chat and have a lot. Bread and falafel. Jesus. <laughs> uh. Okay. Uh, one more? Let's do one more, my G. Uh, this is from Neve. Uh, hey, Swan. Oh, it's just two Swan. Oh, wow. I need your help, please. Uh, it's my long-suffering boyfriend's birthday on the first... Oh, shit. On the 1st of July. Oh, today. That's today. And I don't want to get someone who hates birthdays but loves a podcast and potentially seriously fancies Rom and Tom. Probably to the point he'd try and bum them both if he had the chance. He puts the podcast on when we get into bed, so it feels like Rom and Tom are in bed there with us, which is weird. He's a huge fan of them both, and we're supposed to be seeing Romish on his tour in York. Um, please could Romish and Tom give my boyfriend a birthday message of some kind, whether it's a quick video message telling him he's weird or something, or shout out on the podcast, as he loves them both so much. And since he has to part up with me, the least I can do is give him this gift that would mean the world. It's, my boyfriend's name is Dougie, brackets real name Matthew. I can see how that shortens to Dougie. Uh, and he's a musician and gamer who loves Leeds United. Sorry, Rom. Also sorry, Tom. And he'll be turning 26, so his life will practically be over soon. Right. So please help me out. Thanks again, Neve. You know, I, I really have a lot of time for Neve. She seems like, yeah. She's, Why? She's Why? A, just a good way of like writing. Very, yeah. Just the sort of, it's a nice email, that one. What was the, what was the bit that you thought was sweetest? The bit where... I think that she cares for Dougie. Uh, and... She says it's weird that he listens to the podcast, or the, the bit where she said that he'd probably try and bum us both if he had a <laughs> no, chance. She's got a nice turn of phrase, because in all of this, this is the difference between me and you, right? You read those things, I listen to those things, but actually what I hear in my heart is the fact is that she's really reaching out because she wants a nice thing for her boyfriend, right? I don't know. I don't know how you managed to glean that from her saying that openly, repeatedly throughout the email. You really are a wizard. Right. Listen. Don't, don't fucking take the main message of the email. And pretend that's you reading between the lines. That is what it says. Right. It's behaving like you're Sherlock. I'm sort of getting a vibe from this that you know she wants to do something nice for her boyfriend and and he likes the podcast. Oh, well done. <laughs> Yo, Dougie Matthew. Um, I don't know how you even got to the name of Dougie, but mate, I'd love to hear that story, especially over a cold brewski, bro. Listen, this is coming at you a day late because of when this podcast comes out. But I wanted to say to you, you're not weird. You are a legend, my friend. I want you to look up tonight before you go to sleep and imagine that an owl flies above you and you see him and the owl looks down and smiles and says, you know, enjoy your slumber, friend. And then you sort of roll onto your side and there's a wolf standing alongside you. And the wolf just lets out a big howl and it's strong and you know that you'll be safe in your slumber because the wolf, <laughs> wolf is there watching over you. Um, my friend, happy birthday. And I mean that from the bottom of my silly old heart. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Dougie, happy birthday, mate. Hope you have a good one. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, 
Right then. Yeah, uh, the next the next time you hear from uh, us, yeah. England will either be through to the semi-finals of the Euros. No, England will be through to the semi-finals oh, of the sorry. Euros. There's no doubt in my mind. That... England will either be through to the semis of the Euros or they'll be through to the semi-finals of the Euros. We are not allowing or permitting any other outcome to be even thought and about. I want you all to, at uh, Wolf and Our Pod, at Rom, at me, with where you're watching the game, how excited you are, uh, hit us up on Instagram. Because we need to push our Instagram game, bro. We're, we're both... I know. Can I, can, look, guys, we don't know how... We're no good at promoting this podcast. Yeah. All right. And we try, we talk about it every week, and we don't even post when the episodes are out. Tom's better than me. I'm marginally, it's just, marginally better. We, we hate that side of things, and, and we have to be better at it, because what's the point doing a podcast if you're not telling people to... By the way, it? shout out to the people who sent the pictures that they, they, they collaborate. Yeah, thank you. I love much. those. Yeah, it's very good. Um, right. So, Ron, just quick prediction. What do you think for the game? Well, I watched the Sweden-Ukraine game after the England game. Um, and I don't... I'd like to say that I don't think we've got loads to fear. I'm going to go 2-1 England. Mate, I think this will be our Holland of 96. I think it will be 4-0 England. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see, young Tommy. Yeah. Which one of us is correct? Yeah. Probably neither. When we see you again on this little old podcast that we call... The Wolf and the Owl. You got this. Take it to the max. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.